Veterans Voice is a show that connects veterans and active members of the military to qualified guests who help you find programs and benefits you qualify for and discuss housing, education, career training, and other topical matters. Every show addresses issues that affect your life. Call in and share your experience. 781-837-4900. Welcome, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio, uh, here in a beautiful... uh, Rainy night in Georgia. No, we're in Marshfield, uh, <laughs> I think. Are we, Jen? <laughs> somewhere. Somewhere in Marshfield. Here we are. Doesn't matter anymore. Do- doesn't matter. We'll we're find here. you. That's we'll seek and annoy you till we, uh, till you give up and and just uh, just stop running away. But uh, uh, tonight we have uh, uh, some yeah. repeat guests that are uh, really at the top of, of the list of all time guests here on uh, 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 this. Uh, show uh, we we talk about some really important matters through the course of our sh- many years, but none as important in, in my mind as the uh, problem of of Parkinson's disease, especially uh, rampant within the veterans community. And tonight we're going to hit on some issues from Agent Orange. We have all the great uh, experts on tonight and. Uh, uh, maybe some burn pit uh, discussion, and and then with with Brett Miller here, we're going to talk about some treatment and and what can be expected in that type of an environment. But uh, uh, once again, Jenny Babcock in tonight. Jenny, thanks for for being Chuck tonight. <laughs> thanks for having me again. Yeah, you don't sound like him. Yeah, no. he's a little bit longer. No. Yeah, a lot uh, longer. She said a couple of nice words too. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That eliminates no. that. that and, and, and Jen likes everybody, and Chuck likes nobody. So it balances. It, 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 it's a balance in in, in our game. And uh, now coming back on a repeat uh, performance and appearance, uh, none other than Brett Miller. Brett, thanks so much for coming in, bud. Yeah, it's an honor again. Love being yeah. here. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. you know, thank you very much. You know, I've known uh, Brett only for a couple of years now, but. And, and and seeing what he's about and what he does. Uh, Brett, do you want to reintroduce yourself just for the two people out in our audience that don't know who you are yet? Uh, sure, yeah. Um, my name is Brett Miller, physical therapist by trade. I'll be uh, short, sweet, and complete here. I am a United States Army vet, special operations medic for eight years. Uh, always happy to be here, and I also have the pleasure of owning 110 Fitness in Rockland, Massachusetts, which is the largest wellness center in the world for people with Parkinson's disease. Well, thanks for coming in tonight on this foggy night and joining us on the uh, on the Zoom line that I'm not smart enough to operate here uh, <laughs> is uh, to Dr. Holler, uh, Major Major Holler. Thanks a lot for uh, joining us again tonight. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you sound, you're, you're coming in great. You're coming in great. Do you want to once once again reintroduce yourself to the audience so that uh, people will uh, realize who who we have on tonight? Yes. So I am Anna Holler, and I am a neurologist in practice at St. Elizabeth's Medical Center. I'm the chair of the department. I'm a former U.S. Army neurologist. I served for eight years in the active duty military and um, 
Yes, I was a major as well. So it was my pleasure to serve the active duty and retirees. And now I continue to work with many of those who are afflicted with neurological disorders from their service time. Well, and and what what a what a what a, a, a magnanimous noble task it is that you're involved in, uh, uh, Doctor. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. And 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 Keith Ciccone, are you out there, my friend? I am out here. How are you this evening, Greg? I, I'm very well. Thanks for uh, joining us, and thanks for helping uh, to arrange our conversation tonight. You're welcome. Always a pleasure. And do we have Doctor Vow on the line as well? Unfortunately, Dr. Vow is not able to make it tonight. Okay, no problem. Not not a problem. Well, we'll 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 corral her again. We'll get her back on, especially before the event comes on in July. But, uh, Doctor, you would uh, you have some? I, I think some new issues to that, that you might want to bring to the table tonight. And uh, 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 what's going on with the veterans' uh, Parkinson's, Agent Orange uh, situation? Well, thank you for so much for asking about this. We have done a lot of work recently in collaboration with the Parkinson's Foundation to raise awareness in the vet community about environmental risks. And so we had a big talk just recently where we presented information about Agent Orange. We talked a lot about Superfund sites, which are sites where there is typically toxic exposure in the land and in the water in places like Camp Lejeune and a variety of other military bases around the country. In addition to that, we talked quite a bit about um, exposure to toxins via burn pits and that's become a very hot topic recently and a lot of the legislators are starting to evaluate this as well in terms of exposure to our vets and the consequence of neurological conditions whether it be Parkinson's disease other respiratory issues and increased risk for other medical problems as well so we're learning more about it as an environmental toxic exposure and we want to make sure that individuals who may have been exposed to burn pits do have some type of documentation that they're maintaining with the Veterans Affairs so that the more information we can gather, the more clearly we can determine the association between these, those exposures and subsequent neurologic disorders. Well, and, and hasn't the House of, of Congress recently just passed a bill that acknowledges that burn pits and good for humans. Uh, yes. In, in in a nutshell, uh, they could have called me. I could have told. They could have I, said I, six I, months. I, I, I they could have just asked. No, it it, it took a, you know a few hundred thousand uh, uh, veterans uh, afflicted. Uh, by the, by the way, just according to VA statistics, ten eleven percent mm-hmm. of all Parkinson's sufferers are veterans. Eleven percent is eleven times the one percent that we're over there. So this is not just a problem that is like one vet here or one vet there. Doctor, you must be seeing more and more as, as uh, uh, the Agent Orange problem exists, but uh, now the burn pits seem to be coming to the top of the heap. Exactly. So anytime we have conflicts and we have exposures either um, in-country or out-of-country related to you know, wartime activities, but also peacetime activities, we definitely see increasing numbers. The The additional impact of aging and the environmental toxins 
contributes to increasing risk of people demonstrating neurological disorders over time. And so we do have a, a very large number of patients that we take care of that are vets who have been exposed to one or another or multiple toxins, and they likely have a cumulative effect. And we are working on getting them the resources through the VA, but then also helping them in terms of treatments. We're very fortunate to have a number of different medication treatments and surgical interventions, such as deep brain stimulation, that we can utilize to help mitigate some of the symptoms in these patients and help improve their quality of life. Wow. Wow. Uh, that, that, that certainly is amazing work. And, and doctor, could you comment, a, a, a friend of mine recently made, made a comment relative to the Vietnam veterans era that they're seeing some effects of Agent Orange passed down genetically. Can, can you comment? And I'm sorry to blindside you with that. We didn't, we didn't line it up or, or really set it up, but is there something you could comment on relative to that problem? Because if so, wow, talk about a gift that never stops giving. Right, right. So there's data now that's coming out looking at how environmental toxins can impact our genetics and change our genes and then potentially the genetics of future generations as well. And so, you know, we think about Parkinson's disease, there is some genetic correlation. And right now there are seven different genes that have been identified, but most of the exposure is an environmental exposure. And so, in some cases, we may have genetics and environment contributing. And then, as I said, environment may also cause some genetic changes as well. There's some research also to suggest that trauma may also impact genetics. And so we definitely oh, no. know that things like head trauma, oh, is, no. we're definitely impacting our soldiers. And we know that um, we're learning now more about how head trauma even can cause oh genetic changes that can impact future generations. So head trauma, environmental exposures, including head trauma, um, and then other genetic factors definitely can increase individuals' risk for Parkinson's disease. You know, because I was just talking to our comrade, Anthony O'Brien, an accomplished Navy SEAL, and and your, your, your concussion uh, uh, discussion that you just made is, I, I had never heard of that, and he is complaining now about in his training to become a SEAL, they are exposed to so many close-range explosions, concussions, uh, both in training, underwater, and then in real life in, in action. So, uh, boy, that's, that's disturbing that it can come from repeated concussions as well. Yes, yes. And so as we learn more, we can identify multiple risk factors and those who have different types of exposures, whether it be genetic, environmental, and then also traumatic environmental, it, all of those things are, have cumulative effects on the onset and manifestation of Parkinson's disease in our vets. Well, at this point in time, uh, Larry, why don't we take our first break? We'll let the uh, uh, the sponsor, something just spoke to me from my computer, I think. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't touch it. I, I didn't touch it. Again. You know that they say, when it heaven talked to you, that wasn't heaven, it came from underneath. It did. Well, <laughs> let's, let, let's just leave this outside, and Larry, take us away, and we'll, we'll be back uh, after these messages with uh, one of the smartest people we've had on uh, in the history of the show. Uh, thanks, Larry. Take it away, kid. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso uh, 
your host of Veterans Voice Radio here tonight when we're talking about the problem uh, that veterans are running into uh, with Parkinson's disease and the and the boy the the the, the problems associated with that are still being uh, determined and on the line tonight we have Dr. Anna Holler from uh, St. Elizabeth's Hospital and and a, and a, a history of unbelievable research uh, and Doctor, you're really making some uh, uh, ad- advancements uh, into the uh, Parkinson's problem. Um, uh, with next month being Parkinson's uh, Awareness Month, is it? Is it not? Correct. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. April yeah. is Parkinson's what, what, Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. What kind of advancements have you seen leading to now, and what, what's in the future? Well, we have some wonderful progress that has already been made. So the quality of life for individuals with Parkinson's has dramatically improved over the past 20 years. People are living longer, healthier lives, and part of that is due to early inclusion of different types of exercise therapy, which I'm sure Brett will talk about in a little bit. Occupational therapy. If we can make therapy. him, I don't. I don't know. He's kind of shy. We'll have to coax him out of his shell. <laughs> exactly. And then position. getting getting medications on board early, and so we have different types of oral medications, inhaled medications, medications in patch form that help to boost the dopamine levels in the brain. And then more recently, we have quite a bit of research that's being done on electrical stimulation directly into the brain, otherwise known as deep brain stimulation. Wow. So that's been exciting, and there's been a lot of advances in terms of wow. the technology over time. So we can actually sense from the brain the different brain wave activity that's happening in Parkinson's disease related to tremor and stiffness and slowness and have a direct electrical impact on that and help to decrease symptoms and keep people mobile and functioning very highly in their um, complicated lives. And so that's been exciting. And then in terms of research, there's advances that are being done in terms of some administration of the medication through the skin, just like an insulin pump. So we've Hmm. been involved in some research studies looking at uh, direct dopamine um, subcutaneous infusions, which are going to revolutionize Parkinson's treatment, just like the deep brain stimulation has as well. So a lot of excitement moving forward. And and Brett, in your experiences, you're you're noticing and really specializing in certain activities. Could you describe what those activities are? Uh, sure. Uh, one thing I'd just like to highlight um, before I talk about that is the legislation did pass the Massachusetts Registry for Parkinson's disease. Um, we are one of three states, uh, which is kind of an absurdity. Um, <laughs> but in any event, uh, what this does is it allows uh, folks like Dr. Holler and all of the neurologists out there to generate data to be brought together so that people who are involved in the research have better wow. numbers and uh, certain, what we do is we look at specific data that we're trying to get so that we can then further the research and ask for grants and yeah. things of that nature. So I happen to be one of the chairs of the Mass Registry for Parkinson's Disease and we're meeting on a monthly basis and there's a lot of discussion on what type of data we want to collect as a registry so that we can help the neurologists out there really do the right research in the right direction and focus that. So that's a super exciting thing that has just happened. Wow! So nice. I just wanted to uh, get that out to the public. Um, Outside of that, I mean, you know, my forte, as you know, is is uh, exercise and how it correlates to Parkinson's disease. And we do have research uh, in many, many different fashions that talks about 
high intensity interval training being used to create neuroplasticity or molding of the brain so that we can you know um, facilitate the use of dopamine quicker so that okay. people are able to move better and uh, you know living proof obviously is subjective and objective at yeah. 110 fitness when you see these folks come in and, and you know the results that they get within a very short time well and now uh, we, you and I have talked about putting together a demonstration at our event in Quincy at Pageant Field uh, and and Dr. Holler and, and Keith what I really want to put together is a Parkinson's pavilion you know I'd like to have a special 20 by 20 or 30 by 30 tent and and certainly a doctor I, I, I'd have uh, uh, you and Keith there Dr. Vow but I'd, I'd invite the Parkinson's Foundation uh, there I, I'd invite the Michael J. Fox Foundation I'd invite Boston Scientific, uh, maybe we can try to find a brainwave in Wolfie. Uh, although the ba- um, if we use that, that as a baseline, fun. everybody will feel better yeah. about themselves. About themselves. <laughs> a lot of help. Yeah, about themselves. Yeah. But uh, you know, and then have uh, Brett's uh, uh, some of uh, uh, Brett's trainees and the and the actual uh, 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 folks that are participating have a little demonstration. So. Uh, what do you what do you think, Doctor Holy? Would you would you help us put that together? We would love to, and I know Keith was able to be there last year, and so he really enjoyed the event. And I think that we are very excited about participating. And you draw such a wonderful crowd, and so it's wonderful to be able to get the information out to the community. And I know Keith has some ideas about how we might best approach that in terms of the outreach for the Parkinson's patients at your event. Beautiful, Keith. Beautiful. What do you What do you think, Keith? Well, I think well. Last the past couple of years have been wonderful. Last year was wonderful. We're very happy to be there with Doctor Fowl. I know um, Brett was there with us as well, and we want to make sure this year is bigger than better than ever. I know that once we are able to get the me- message, all the information, we're able to disseminate that through our website through St. Elizabeth's Medical Center to keep people updated as well as what's going on now. He and, said that he wanted coming. to fight the Northern Horde while he was there, too. He said he was going to jump in. And I had to him. hold him back. I, I, I know, <laughs> Keith, it, it, it's good. You know, I haven't re- recovered. Your strength was, was kind of overwhelming to me, but, uh, you know. Uh, you said you promised to keep that between you and I, right? I, 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 it was by, with, I, I'm afraid there's photos, Keith. <laughs> I'm afraid this photo. So you know, oh, great, thanks. <laughs> That's good. Just the, the tide of life comes in and the tide of life goes out. So uh, yeah, that's okay. We'll live long enough to uh, we'll we'll try to overcome it. But uh, Ray, I, I, I just also want to also acknowledge. You know, one of the other parts of Parkinson's disease is making sure they're well educated and well informed. And we've been very instrumental in doing educational programs. Um, I've been involved with the Parkinson's community for the past 22 years, um, with either through the American Parkinson's Disease or Parkinson's Foundation of Michael J. Fox. And we are hosting, uh, in collaboration, a program coming up in April for Parkinson's Disease Awareness Month at the Hingham Senior Center, which is Dr. Ball is going to be presenting. It's a virtual program that is open to everyone. It's free to everyone. And we've titled the program Back to Basics because we now realizing that as each generation gets a little more out there of finding out they have Parkinson's disease, we need to go back to basics. We have a lot of great programs that we do. But we're gonna kinda go back to basics, more of an overview of Parkinson's disease treatments, and that's gonna be held on 
Monday, April 25th from 11 to 12, 15 virtually. And if people want more information, they can contact the Hingham Council on Aging. I know Leslie Vickers, who's a support group leader on the South Shore, who I think is the only South Shore support group leader, is um, going to be in collaboration with us, as well as Jennifer Young, who's the director of the um, Elder Center. And for more information, they can contact Jennifer at 781-741-1458. And we acknowledge Parkinson's disease. James Parkinson's was the first person that wrote an essay on the shaking palsy back in 1817. So it's not it's not a celebration, but it's an acknowledgement. We try to do a, some type of educational program to bring knowledge back to our Parkinson's community. We know that South Shore has a large Parkinson's uh, contingency. Well, and, and we are, we're uh, very, very familiar with the Hingham VSO, uh, Keith German, that is one of the more outstanding VSOs in the state. So yeah, um, he's great. I, I, I'm, I'm sure, uh, Keith, uh, you let me know, and we'll make sure that Keith is involved because he really uh, is is a, a one, one of the one of the best VSOs in the state by far. So sounds like a sounds like a great event. So it's all virtual. You just need to uh, contact Jennifer over at the Council on Aging, and it's free to everyone. It's all virtual, uh, but hopefully. Um, for our veterans that are newly diagnosed, they might have the opportunity to meet up with Leslie, who is a wealth of knowledge with over 35 years' experience in Parkinson's. Are you going to be recording that, uh, uh, Keith? I'm not sure if we're recording that or if the Council on Aging might be recording that. We haven't um, discussed that at this point, but that's a great point you bring up. Because I would, I would be happy to either download it to my website so people could re-listen to it uh, on and on, or if you just have a link, I'd be happy to put a link up on my website. You know, once it once it all gets uh, ironed out. So let's keep in touch on that. Uh, uh, I'd like to have that available as a great reference uh, uh, model. Yeah, Brett. I, I know the flyer um, was going to be distributed through the Social Elder Services, uh, but I'll make sure that there's a link sent to you, and I'll be in communication with you beginning of next week about this as well. Oh, because we'll get it to the South Shore Veteran Services. That'd be great. You know, nothing That'd wrong with the Elder Services. That's great. But if if we're targeting vets here, not not to worry. Me and Wolfie will blanket uh, will will we'll blanket uh, the area with uh, with an email as soon as we get a flyer on it. Yeah, you got to get us a flyer to Greg's email. You have that, don't you? And then you'll get it out. Then we'll I, get it out to the crew. I, I have that an email his voicemail on yeah. speed down but I can't I can run but I can't just say what just say one at a time don't say both at a time you confuse me <laughs> no 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 we just bonded when I was holding him back I saved his <laughs> life I think I saved his life last night there was two girls there that that uh, that I don't I don't think that I could have handled you know so if if me and Keith got involved but that's another story Keith you know. Uh, that's another show. <laughs> Craig, I, I wanted to add also, um, keeping in line with what Keith said, um, you know, about this whole 360 platform with, with Parkinson's disease, not only addressing the person with Parkinson's, but the family members, the care partners, and the educational oh. piece. How important well, is how important is the family? You know, so you know, equally. Oh. Uh, you know, um, you know, we're lucky we have our folks. Maybe you know, we might see somebody five or six hours a week. 
but the rest of that time is you know is with their care partners or their spouses and such. And um, One Ten Fitness does a educational series every Tuesday at one o'clock in Rockland. It is open to the entire community and free for anybody that would like to come. And uh, it typically is always something that is correlated to Parkinson's disease. Uh, so it could be something about a new medication that might be available, or Dr. Vow had presented about some new genetic uh, PD generations is what it's called, some genetic yeah. testing that we're doing um, with folks to try to get some more research data. I'd like to reach out to the drug people that are involved, you know, give them yeah. a chance to show off their whatevers and get in touch yeah. directly with the with the sufferers because if if things work out, Brett, I'm, I'm not... Just want to limit this to the veterans community. Correct, I, right. I, I think it's so important, and this knowledge that you're gaining, and have gained, and Dr. Holler has put together. I think it's valuable information that it's our, it's our duty as humans to share it. Brett, will you give us yeah. the information that the, how they can get to your place? Sure, I was. They can call in. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, if they want to call and and find out, you know, what's what's online uh, for the month, you know, we usually book them a month in advance. They can call one ten fitness directly seven eight one six one six three three one three. It's a direct line, and uh, we'd be happy to help them. But, you know, um, I just want to plug, uh, you know, being an ambassador for the Michael J. Fox Foundation, the foundation is also, from the educational side of the fence, Saturday, May 14th, uh, they do a very large event. It's called Parkinson's IQ and You, and this is a strategic health initiative that the foundation puts together to provide educational content primarily to empower people with Parkinson's and their caregivers and their supporters to really optimize their care. Um, we are part of that this year. It is May 14th. It's uh, in Boston. But uh, typically there's anywhere between six to 700 people that come to this expo. Wow. Um, it is free, and you can get more information about it at the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Well, I'd love to attend that. Uh, uh, Saturday, May 14th. I've, I've got it down in my, my booklet. I'd love, to, I'd love to attend. Maybe, Jenny, you'd be my guest. We'll... We'll go in and fight our way through the city of Boston, and yeah, it's in Boston. Yeah, it's right over the West End by the Seaport, and um, oh yeah, we can find that. One of the nice things they do is they Wolfie, do. You can row us. The, re- the researchers for the foundation are actually present, and they actually present for about an hour and a half on uh, progress and challenges and things of that uh, nature with better treatments for a cure for Parkinson's. Great, great, and wonderful. What are the hours for that? Uh, it's uh, I believe registrations at eight, and it ends at two thirty. Okay. So it's a full day. Nice. Boy, that'll be some uh, some, some great information. Uh, uh, thanks for sharing that. But yeah, at this time, Larry, do we need to uh, take another break? Let's uh, take our break, and we'll be back for the second half of, uh, of tonight's show, uh, discussing the, the, the problems associated with Parkinson's disease and some of the treatments and uh, uh, um, programs that are out there. So, Larry, why don't you take it away? We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veteran Voice Radio, here talking uh, about a, a subject that we've been really discussing now for a, f- a few years, and it's coming to the mainstream of life, finally, uh, the, the it's problems. So, it's so important, that, and yeah. this radio show helped do it, the Veteran Voice, that it came to the mainstream, because we were just talking with Brett, and, and of course, Jen, everybody knows, um, the F- Vietnam crew, who was the first in the Gulf War, 
What Gulf War was that? When was that? Desert Storm, Desert 1980s. Storm. Yeah. Those poor guys slept in their truck for a year or two years in the burning oil fields. There's another problem we haven't discussed. We haven't, uh, you know, I didn't want to bushwhack with the, with it. The and, and, and they came back. I, the only way I can explain it is their blood was boiling. You know, and the government was great. They told them they must not eat enough spinach or something yeah. while they were over there. You can't imagine why they were all sick. Yeah. So that's that's another thing leading to all the things that we're talking about right now. All the, I don't know what the words are, neurological thing there. You know, one passed away and the other's still, you know, a mess, but they're fighting through. So finally, all of you people brought it to the forefront. They were telling everyone they're crazy. There's nothing wrong with them. Well, and John Stewart helped going before the Congress talking about the burn pits last year at, at, at this time. So... Slowly but surely, the word's getting out. But, Dr. Hola, have you seen folks uh, uh, that are problem with the uh, oil fires that we were just talking about, the oil rig fires? So we're starting to see them now because they are a little bit younger. And typically, yeah. as I mentioned before, usually it's a component of aging. So as we get older, we start to lose these dopamine cells, and people need to lose about 70 or 80 percent of their dopamine cells in their brain before they manifest with parkinson's symptoms most people have onset of their symptoms in their 60s um, we do see a portion of the population who have symptoms earlier those are considered young onset parkinson's if they have symptoms before 50 years of age the wonderful thing is that the va has set up these parkinson's centers of excellence and these centers are doing research in collaboration with a, a lot of the civilian centers like ours um, to work on trying to identify these risk factors. And I'm actually on the Veterans Affairs Workforce for both the Parkinson's Foundation and the Michael J. Fox Foundation. And we're working right now on increasing funding, legislative allocation of funds for these Parkinson's research centers to further understand what is happening with these environmental toxins, including the burn pits. And so a lot of red Registries being set up right now at the the VAs and in collaboration with the VAs, and a lot of work being done in terms of the Parkinson's community to better identify, understand, outline, define, to be able to get the vets the resources that they deserve from the VA system in in collaboration with their civilian neurologists as well. So we're working very hard on these things, and we're always interested in hearing from vets. So the way we we learn about and start exploring these research areas is when vets bring these things to our attention. You know, I was at such and such a location during such and such a time and developed these symptoms, and I have a, a buddy that I serve with that has similar symptoms, etc. And these are the types of things that help us to understand how the environment may be contributing and contaminating individuals to be able to contribute to the development of their neurologic deficits as well. So we encourage vets to really be very vocal about their experiences and what types of exposures they may have had in their military careers that we may then be able to link to these different neurologic deficits. You know, Dr. Holler, we, we talk about all of the good stories within, you know, all of the situations that we come in touch with, but I, I got to throw a little kind of negative that I'm hearing from a lot of the senior vets is that they're having problems getting their their problems identified and adjudicated, and it seems like there's a lot of red tape. And is that something that's kind of gone by in the past that now it's a little bit easier for, for vets to apply and, and, and receive some benefits for what they're going through? 
It's a great question. So a lot of it has to do with documentation. And, and I spend a lot of time writing letters for vets to submit to through the VA system to be able to help them to get access to their benefits. So the more information a vet has about where they served, what type of exposure they may have had, that's a very important piece. The, another important piece is documentation of medical diagnoses, medications that they're on, to treat these medical diagnoses. And another important piece is um, making sure that they have a VSO who understands well the correlation and the different things that are well-defined within the VA system and other things that might need some additional supporting medical documentation. So we've worked extensively with the VSOs, with Secretary Poppy, to try and help get the word out in the community about what is clearly um related in terms of a disability rating through the VA and what is a maybe in terms of defining things that maybe either will get them um, benefits based on enough documentation or may allow them to get benefits down the line. So for example, burn pits. This is something that we definitely have talked about and written about before in the past five years, but the VA, it did what hadn't been to the level where the VA was understanding the correlation as well. But now this is something that's become more of an issue at the VA. The VA is now acknowledging that this is um, a correlation. And so then people are going to be more likely to be able to get benefits associated with it. So we really love to help our vets document things, love to help them in terms of supporting them to get their benefits as well. And Keith works very closely with our patients to give them all the information about how we can best help to support them in terms of their VA claims and getting VA benefits that they deserve. Uh, uh, doctor, is, is the the burn pit problem? Is is there is this a, a program called the burn pit registration? So there are registries for most, uh, and uh, if not all, of the conflicts and different types of kind of environmental exposures related to that. So there are right now um, official in some cases and unofficial in others burn pit registries that are being developed. Um, and so if somebody has been exposed to a burn pit and is manifesting with medical issues, whether it be neurological, respiratory, you know, oncologic, which is a cancer-related problem. We want them to define where they were exposed, who else might be able to support their claim in terms of that they were indeed there, and then also what types of medical problems they have. And all of this documentation is useful in terms of getting individuals as much um, access to the VA as possible. Sure. I mean, Desert Storm was 1980. I mean, we got 32 years of data that we need need to collect. And is it something that the veterans that served in those arenas should worry about in advance, or should they, God forbid, wait until some they get some symptoms, and and it's kind of too late to start the treatment? So should they register early, and what are the early symptoms they should worry about? So in general. If somebody was exposed to burn pits, it's useful to get enrolled in an open burn pit registry. And so what those individuals can do is just document where they were exposed and if they have any symptoms. They may not have symptoms at the time where they're enrolling, but typically with these registries, the idea is that you 
you provide data on an ongoing basis. So uh, if you were to develop medical problems, then you can add on to your registry, and that can be helpful in terms of our better understanding of the correlation between the, the burn pit exposure and then development of things like, as I said, neurologic issues, respiratory issues like sinusitis, asthma, different things like that that can also be associated with burn pit exposure. So the burn pits would be mostly a respiratory type situation? It can be a variety of things. So neurologic issues, respiratory issues. Some people have skin issues related to burn pit exposure. Um, some people may have an increased risk of cancer related to the burn pit exposure as well. So there's a lot of different um, types of medical issues that can be related to burn pits. And what I would say is anybody who was in contact with a burn pit and has a new medical diagnosis after that, they should definitely list it in the burn pit registries and then they can we can understand better whether or not it might be related or not. Well, and, and all the records of where they served and when they served, although it might be slightly problematic, those records can be tracked down if necessary. Uh, you, you know, I'm sure that uh, we, we have some waves, we have some friends that uh, for medical reasons can can find out where uh, different vets have served. So, uh, you, you know, it, it, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm afraid it's almost like a, a sleep and time bomb in, inside some of these vets. You're saying a lot of times it doesn't show itself till they're 60 years old or so? Right. And so that's the thing about these things, mm. these exposures, these environmental exposures. As I mentioned, you have to lose a certain amount of your brain cells before you manifest with these neurologic conditions in particular. And so it's kind of tincture of time in addition to the exposure. And so it's really important particularly moving forward for any vet that they keep good track if possible of any types of exposures they're worried about or others may have warned them about in terms of our better understanding as we move on and you know have time passage of time after an exposure and just and just if i could make a suggestion based on that it, it seems like if 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 some of the vets are concerned could almost write down a little night notebook somewhere and as they recall some incidents uh, uh, that maybe they could write them down and, and, and maybe long range that type of a diary could help future vets to understand what the early stages are like. I agree completely, and I think that's a very good suggestion to have a little maybe exposure journal for vets and active duty military as they're going through the military to help us better understand. As we were mentioning before, it might not be just burn pits. It might be you know, exposure to IEDs or exposure to different types of concussive events and training. These types of things likely all have a cumulative effect, and so if we can understand an individual vet's cumulative exposure it gives us a better idea about exposures in general for vets and then also the type of support that we need to make sure that we put in place to support these vets as they then deal with the consequences of their medical illnesses well in in talking to you doctor it sounds like the va is pretty much on top of it but our, our responses are on top of us and we need one more commercial break <laughs> here so larry if you could take us away and uh uh, Dr. Holler and Keith uh, will be back after these mes messages for some uh, some final words uh, uh, for the night. But take it away here, Larry, and uh, we'll uh, give uh, room for our sponsors to say hello. Oh, 
Th- thanks, Gino. Uh, you know, there's got to be one in, in, in our household to remind me of how old I am. Great. Thanks, <laughs> thanks a lot, Gino. We, we weren't feeling bad enough without that. Thanks no, for the help. No, that, that, that's wonderful. You said but, we uh, missed the Gulf War by 10 years. That's close for Greg and close I. Close enough. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> 10 years is with the margin of error. Plus in in our life. age, it goes by like a half an instant, right. you, you know? But but Dr. Holler, you sound like uh, you, you're really excited about the future, and uh, uh, you, you seem excited about data collection. Well, I think that the more we understand the disease and you know how the disease occurs in individuals, I think the better we're able to treat them symptomatically, but also understand how we can prevent the disease from progressing. And ideally, we'd love to find a cure. It would be wonderful if we could ascertain, you know, which types of head trauma, which types of chemical exposures would put people at risk, and particularly our vets, and have some type of um, gauge to be able to identify those toxins in the environment and or mitigate head injuries in terms of the field as much as possible to be able to reduce exposure moving forward, just like we're doing right now in terms of are football players right so we have much higher level of helmets and protection that we're using we've eliminated certain types of um, plays head-to-head contact and we also have concussion protocols now so these are the things that we're incorporating bit by bit into our military practice as well in terms of some head injury information and concussion protocols and now we need to roll it out a little bit more in terms of environmental exposures as well to try and reduce those for our soldiers as much as possible if if not before at our event on july 23rd in quincy i need to make sure you you meet my my good friend wally musto who who's whose uh group does a lot of uh research and they had what was called a track program where they performed tests on veterans and they came back on a, every two or three years to be retested. I, I'm wondering if you could get some information and get some of the, that history and if that might not help you. And, and maybe there are some questions that they should be asking relative to, to Parkinson's or to some early symptoms or early recognitions, and maybe we could... Uh, you know, cause a little trouble over in uh, Jamaica Plain. I think that's a great idea. Okay, then uh, we'll, 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 Wolfie and I will we'll start to put it together. We'll seek we'll, and annoy. We'll we'll annoy them until they let us in. So uh, we uh, uh, at this point, Doctor and and Keith, I want to thank you so much for for all that you're doing and and helping so many vets and uh, you know just just keep up the great work. Uh, some final comments, Doctor. Well, I just want to, again, let the vets know that this is such a great radio station to listen to because you all are so wonderful at providing people with the latest and greatest information in terms of what's happening related to veterans' health and particularly related to Parkinson's disease. And also, I think such a wonderful efforts you're putting into place to increase the outreach that you're doing face-to-face as well with the the big vets event that you have and also all of your collaborations around research and around education. So we applaud you for that and we think that it really helps to move forward the bar for research and education and improve the lives of our vets. So we thank you very much for all of that you do with this radio program. Well, for me, putting all you folks together is like creating a party. And, and you know, let's... Uh, 
give everybody uh, a little piece of birthday cake or whatever and, uh, you know, share some information. But uh, I want to thank you and uh, Keith for coming on tonight. And, uh, you know, keep up the great work and uh, please keep in touch and I'm sure we'll see you soon. Thank you so much and happy St. Patrick's Day to all. Thank you very much. That was uh, a contingency from uh, St. Elizabeth's Hospital, uh, Dr. Anna Hola, Major uh, Anna Hola, the first time I met, I asked her how she wanted me to address her, whether it would be Major or Ma'am or, no, she said Doctor is fine, and what a down-to-earth lady. I had the pleasure of being taken by by Dr. Vow and Dr. Holer and sat with them at uh, uh, Brett's big... uh, Gala, the, the Gala. Gala. Yeah. That's your that We got to have you on to talk about n- nothing yeah. else. We got September twenty third. Yes, September twenty third. The night before my birthday. Perfect. How appropriate. How how appropriate. Yeah, we'll hope to have another you know five or six hundred people again this year. And uh, Ray Boom Boom Mancini won't be there this year, but yep. we will have another guest speaker who will be uh, I have, equally I powerful. Have the Marine Champion Boxing Veteran, three years in a row that is dying to meet you to find out how he can take his boxing experience and skills and convert them to what you're doing within Perfect. that community. I met him the other day. Love to meet him. What a rock. Awesome. What a, a rock. So uh, he's dying to come down and, uh, you, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll hook you up. But, uh, Brett, your, your place is just doing great work down there. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you again for having me. And again, I'll echo what uh, Anna said and regards to, uh, you know, all the resources that you folks offer through the Veterans Voice Network. Brett, I mean, give us the address we're, again we're down there in Rockland. So happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah 200 Weymouth Street in Rockland. We're right next to the uh, new entrance to the old base. Right right, right there. there. Yeah. Right, right, right there. Um, not nice and easy to get to. Uh, plenty of parking. Uh, brand new ultra modern facility. Uh, yeah, yep. cutting uh, edge uh, technology. No appointments necessary. Somebody could just stop in. Correct. Maybe a family member. Absolutely. Kind of look things over before they bring their. Yep, and then we do a formal tour, and yep. then we have people watch classes, and and then we do. I do a thorough evaluation on everybody that comes through our doors, um, and they get to take home a nine-page form to fill out before they come in. How lucky. Yes. We how, like to, how thrilling. We want to know everything. Hey, you so. make you, you extract that ounce yes. of flesh yes. uh, 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 from them, but uh, it, it's well worth the journey. Absolutely, and thank you. It, it's well worth the journey. So, good night, everybody. Wolfie, uh, have we got the number, please? We've got some vets out there that, that might need to talk to somebody. If so, folks, 1-800-273-8255. At the prompt, press one. We got some great, great programs out here hosted by great people. Give us a call. Please talk to somebody. You don't have to go it alone. Things are much better than than uh, uh, ever before. They're getting better with great folks like like Brett and, and Dr. Hola. So good night, everybody. Next week, we're going to have a commemoration. Uh, of the Vietnam, the end of the Vietnam War. It'll be five years pretty soon. Justin Latini's coming on.